temporary marriage, timed marriage, muta, or as some people call it, temp, is one of the most taboo subject matters within our community. While media outlets such as BBC and the likes spend millions upon millions of dollars creating documentaries and films to defame the Ithna Ashari school of thought, we choose to ignore this topic. We choose to remain silent when it comes to discussing this matter. Temporary marriage is a form of valid marriage within the religion of Islam amongst two consenting adults. We are not here to discuss whether this is something that you should be doing. We are not here to encourage you to do this, nor we are here to discourage you to do this. Because I believe that this is a personal opinion of people. The greatest institution within the religion of Islam is the institution of family. Family based on devotion, permanent devotion. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, Tanakahu tanasalu fa'inni ubahi bikumul umama yawm al-qiyamati walaw bil-siqt. Get married, establish families, have children. And make me proud on the day of judgment. However, consider this, brothers and sisters, as an emergency door. As something placed as a rahmah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the people. It may not be the norm, but it is there. Don't judge it so quickly. Don't be so close-minded when you come to things that you are ignorant of or you don't know. Like I said, some people, they hate it. Some people, they don't want to talk about it. Some people don't want to discuss it. Of course, there are a few people who want to always discuss it. But the concept is that we have to be open to studying, learning, and understanding the religion of Islam. I have to give my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. I could be wrong. I don't believe this is for young adults. I believe that this is for more mature and developed individuals. And I don't believe that this is the solution for everyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in chapter 4, verse 24, speaks of the validity of temporary marriage. Chapter 4, Surah An-Nisa is known as the second Baqarah. Why? Because it is the second largest chapter within the Holy Quran. Now keep this in mind. When was the, seventh, when was the fourth chapter revealed? The fourth chapter of the Holy Quran, Surah An-Nisa, the woman was revealed seven years after the Hijrah of Rasulullah. So towards the end of the life of Rasulullah. When did it end? When did its dissension end? The tenth year after the Hijrah. In fact, some Sunni ulama, Mufassirin, scholars of Tafsir have stated that Ayah 172, known as Ayatul Kalalah, was revealed as the very last ayah within the Holy Quran. 
So the, the fourth chapter of the Holy Quran, it took approximately three years for it to descend. Seventh year after the tenth year. Why do I say this? Because many people will tell you the ayah of Mut'ah has been abrogated, has been changed, the law has been changed. And when you look at the verses that they suggest abrogated, this ayah, you feel, you see that all of them were revealed prior to this ayah, prior to Surah An-Nisa. So they cannot abrogate, they cannot do nasq of Surah Al-Nisa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here discusses a timed marriage where a man is then required to pay a dowry in return of this marriage, this fixed period of marriage to the woman. Very good. Now let us come to the Mufassireen. The Mufassireen whom have outlined this within their books. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, introduces this marriage in the fourth ayah of, the, the 24th ayah of the fourth chapter. Which ones of the ulama of the Muslimin? You see, because they tell you, if you ask them, what is Mut'ah? They tell you it's fornication. It is zina. It is a marriage only practiced by the Shia. It is prostitution. Look at the level of ignorance and jahala that some of the Muslims they live in. And there is nobody to question them. Nobody to ask them. We go to their most important book of tafsir. Hands down the most important mufassir of the Sunni school of thought. Muhammad bin Jarir al-Tabari who died in the year 224. He hails from Tabaristan. And no one, no alim, no Sunni alim can question Tabari. He speaks of the legitimacy of the temporary marriage. And in, that, in this ayah, in the tafsir of this ayah, he speaks of its validity in the time of Rasulullah. In the time of Abu Bakr and in the time of Umar. Towards the time, the end of the time of Umar. Number two, Fakhr al-Din al-Razi. Fakhr al-Razi, tafsir Fakhr al-Razi is by far one of the most important books of tafsir within the Muslim world. He is known as Imam al-Mufassirin, who died in the year 605 after the Hijrah. Again, he speaks of this, and he says that the word root mut'ah comes from benefit, a beneficial contract, and it was validified by Rasulullah, descended onto Rasulullah wasallam, and practiced by the companions. Number three, Ibn Hazm al-Andulusi. Ibn Hazm al-Andulusi, brothers and sisters, go read his biography. Some people believe he was Nasabi. He's far away from the madhab of Ahlul Bayt. Certainly he carried a certain animosity for the Rawafil, as he calls them. Ibn Hazm al-Andulusi was the founder of Wahhabism, who died in the year 456 after the Hijrah. And number four, the father of Nawasib, the father of the modern-day Wahhabism, Salafism, Ibn Kathir, the teacher of Ibn Taymiyyah, who died in the year 774 after the Hijrah. Every single one of them, when they come to this ayah, they speak of the validity of temporary marriage. So I don't understand how you tell me that this is a form of zina, this is not practiced in Islam, this was not there. It's in the most important books of tafsir. Now, let us come to Bukhari. Sahih Bukhari, not Tariq Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari. Mut'a is mentioned 12 times in Sahih Bukhari. 12 times. In Sahih Muslim, 26 times. Ibn Hanbal, 22 times. At Tirmidhi, 5 times. And I want to read for you 
What Ibn Hazm al-Andulusi says in his book, that will shock you all tonight. In his book, Ibn Hazm al-Andulusi, Al-Muhalla, it's a fiqhi book, Kitabun Nikah, volume 9, page 519. Listen to this, please. He says, وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ عَلَى تَحْلِيلِهَا He speaks of temporary marriage, and he says, it is a valid, it is halal. بَعْدَ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ جَمَاعَةٌ مِنَ السَّلَفِ وَمِنْهُمْ It was practiced after Rasulullah by some of the companions and amongst them, وَمِنْهُمْ Not all of them. مِنَ الصَّحَابَةِ Which one of the Sahaba? He first begins with Asma, bint Abi Bakr al-Siddiq. Asma, the daughter of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, she practiced temporary marriage. And inshallah, I'll speak about the results of the temporary marriage. One of the imams, one of the great tabi'eens, was a result of this marriage. Asma bint Abi Bakr al-Siddiq. Wajabir ibn Abdullah. Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari. Those are very important individuals. Very important sahaba. Those are not just ordinary sahaba. Jabir ibn Abdullah al-Ansari. Wabin Mas'ud. Wabin Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas. Habur al-Ummah. Wamu'awiyah ibn Abi Sufyan. He writes this in his book, Ibn Hazm. Wa'amru ibn Hurayth. Wa'abu Sa'id al-Khidri. Wa'salama. ورواه جابر بن عبد الله الأنصاري وجمع من الصحابة وكان مدة على زمن أبي بكر وعمر إلى قرب آخر خلافة عمر. So you tell me who made what أحرام رسول الله عمر according to him according to ابن حزم الأندلسي. عمر I don't know what he was thinking I don't know why he did this but we come to the hadith they went to his son the second خليفة son عبد الله بن عمر who used to practice temporary marriage, and they told him, but your father forbid temporary marriage. How can you practice temporary marriage? He says, because of the witness of my father, I practice it. They say, how? He says, my father said, He was a witness that they existed in the time of Rasulullah. So I take him as a witness. But his ijtihad, I don't follow his ijtihad. How can he have ijtihad when Rasulullah has made it halal? Amongst the very important names in Islam. Abdullah ibn Zubair ibn al-Awwam and Asma ibn Umais. Abdullah ibn Zubair was the product of the temporary marriage by Zubair and Asma ibn Abi Bakr. So this is not something foreign to the religion of Islam or outside the realm of Muslims. If you don't believe in it, if it's not for you, if you don't like it, if you hate it, don't call people who practice it as Zunat, that this is outside the religion of Islam and accuse them of adultery. We must address this. Number one is do not shame those who practice it. Shame those who do haram. Even those who do haram. Who are we to shame people? Shaming in Islam is forbidden. In fact, the hadith says, Man mu'minan ala I see that some people, and remember when I said in the beginning, I feel that this is more for a and mature, more developed individuals because of the results that I see. Especially the younger sisters. Do not make, not everything halal you must do. Do not make a decision where you will regret later. Be wise in your decisions. Even in permanent marriage, you have to be wise. Where you live, how you live, what you do, what you eat, even if it's halal, you have to have some wisdom. You have to Use the aql that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Because you may have regrets 
Why? Because I have seen blackmailing happen within our community. Don't tell me this has not happened, where people are blackmailed. They're defamed. A few years ago, in the state of California, someone committed suicide because of this, because of blackmailing. Do you not think of Allah? Do we not think of our Qabr? Do we not think of our Akhirah? Do we not think of Munkar and Nakir when we blackmail people? When we destroy their lives? When we demolish their families? When we take it to social media? And maybe it's not even true. Many of the times it's fabricated lies and we use that to defame people. Isn't this the spirit of Surah An-Nisa? Surah An-Nisa came to talk about social illnesses, family issues, illnesses within society. And this is one of them. This is one of the illnesses within our society. And number three, do not abuse this. Not everything that is made by... Because many people will tell you this is an ugly act. This is the act of perverted people. Why? Because of the way that some people abuse it. It is abused. Some people don't even understand its rules. Some people don't even understand its regulations. Go read Risal al-Amaliyah. There is no difference between the laws of permanent marriage and temporary marriage. So when BBC comes and says this is used by the Athna Asharis as a form of prostitution, it's a lie. And if it is practiced, it is abused by some of the followers. Some of the people who adhere themselves to the Madhab of Ahl-Bayt. Imam al-Sadiq says, كُونُوا زَيْنًا لَنَا وَلَا تَكُونُوا شَيْنًا عَلَيْنَا Be an ornament and a decoration upon our name. Not somebody that brings such a terrible reputation for the school of Ahlul Bayt. Don't misuse it. And if you're about to get into a contract, know that this is a contract. You can limit the usage of this contract. The hurma of a mu'min, the dignity of a mu'min, the nobility of a mu'min, the reputation of a mu'min, the name of a mu'min is more sacred to Allah than the... What? Ka'bah. The Kaaba. Can you spit at the Kaaba? Can you? So, similarly, don't do that too. A mu'min. A mu'minah.